Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I am your host, Sean Lavery. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening. I appreciate you guys all tuning in and checking us out. Uh, a few housekeeping tips or uh, things to get uh, done before we get started. Uh, the uh, Paddle and Fin crew will all, for the most part, all of us will be down at Dale Hollow Lake uh, April 2nd and 3rd doing uh, our first tournament of the year. So um, if you're uh, so inclined and in the area, feel free to check us out. Uh, come on down, sign up. Uh, Dale Hollow Lake is a beautiful uh, venue and uh, we'll be uh, running it out of Eastport Marina. So it's a beautiful place to check out uh, houseboats, camping, cabins, all sorts of cool uh, places to stay. So if you're interested, come on out and join us. Come out and meet uh, your favorite hosts and, um, you know, it'll be a fun time. So check it out. Also, we have the uh, kayak bass fishing uh, fantasy series going on. You can follow that along. Build your own team on paddleandfin.com slash fantasy. Uh, kind of follow your favorite pros on the and uh, see if you can build a team that can compete against uh, the rest of the people. Uh, my team is doing not so great this year. I keep forgetting to set my lineup. I'm terrible at that. But um, anyway, guys, check it out. It's definitely fun and there'll lots of good prizes. We have prizes for every quarter. So we're just just in the first quarter now, so there's plenty of time to uh, get in and win some awesome prizes. So um, that's it for the housekeeping stuff uh, tonight. Um, I have a my guest is uh, very well known at this point. He's been on uh, Paddle and Fin quite a bit lately. 
because he had a pretty good accomplishment. Um, he uh, actually, uh, th- my guest tonight is Eric Siddiqui, the Bassmaster Kayak Series champion. So welcome to the noob show, Eric. I know uh, you've definitely <laughs> made your rounds on not just Paddle and Finn, but uh, a crap ton of other podcasts, man. But well-deserved, and I- I'm sure it's exhausting, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on tonight. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So, um, again, uh, you know, I know you've probably heard it a million times, but congrats. Um, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Uh, I know, um, you know, Jimmy has talked to you and, uh, you also were on Bass Thumbs, uh, podcast as well on Pal and Finn. So, um, guys, if you have a chance, go check that out. I'm not going to rehash too much about that because, um, Eric's covered a ton of, uh, how, how that whole tournament went down and, you know, uh, the, all the excitement it just um has it soaked in yet i mean are you or are you now kind of all right now i did that now on to the next thing yeah it's kind of the way i, I mean I, i'm I plan on having a pretty good year so i'm kind of looking forward to that now um i just had the uh the bass master on harris chain and ended up fourth there so that was a good pretty good way to follow up with a, another top five after that one so heck, heck yeah keep the ball rolling man and uh, now you're headed on, already on to the next one, right? Uh, you're uh, pre-fishing yeah. right now for San, uh, Santee Cooper, right? Yep. I just got my first day uh, pre-fishing on Santee for the Hobie. So this will be my first Hobie of the year. Wow. Wow. So uh, no rest for, rest for the weary, right? <clears throat> right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I know, like I said, uh, I don't want to rehash too much of that stuff. Uh, but uh, what I really wanted to kind of pick your brain about, um, since, uh, you have been, uh, you know, doing this for way longer than, you know, I have, um, one of the things I think that most anglers, uh, especially beginning anglers take for granted is boat positioning. And, um, so I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit about how you approach that. And, um, uh, First of all, like when you're breaking down a, wa- a water, how much of boat positioning comes into to play with that, or is it something you kind of just figure out once you get out there? Yeah, it's more something I'll figure out when I get out there. Um, depends, you know, if if it's a you know a reservoir where I know like the current's going to be uh, flowing and pulling me in one direction, and and the wind's not going to come into play, then I'll have an idea of how things are going to set up, but usually it's the wind usually does come into play and and i'll just kind of figure out i'll see how the fish are setting up and i'll uh position you know whichever way i i I can to 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 get them uh alleges on kentucky is a good example of how to set up um usually those um southern ledges southern facing ledges are going to get a lot of current and you know they'll have those exposed shell beds a lot of times and stuff like that and the fish will will set up on those um so i'll I'll position to the north and cast south and a lot of times and uh bring my bait back to those fish okay so so you kind of let the conditions on the water dictate uh your position a lot of times right yeah yeah but then i've had i've had days on kentucky where i actually set the record at the uh hobie event one year um, I had a 20 mile an hour North wind and it could get rough on Kentucky with that. So I was actually casting North into the wind and, uh, <laughs> bringing it back South over a shell bed. And I was catching, uh, I had a 
20, 22, and a 22 and a quarter, I think. That, nice. That day. So, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as like, <clears throat> what, um, so if you're, what do you use to keep your position when you, once you, you get to that position, you, you're casting the places where you want to, um, getting the, the right angles and stuff. Um, how do you keep your position? Um, I, I, I know you, uh, you obviously have a motor, but do you use that more for getting to your spots or do you actually use that for keeping your position or does it depend on the current? pretty much always use uh my pedal drive when i'm fishing I, I really don't use the motor to get um to and from spots and and you know move around a little faster but once i'm there I, I pretty much use my pedal drive always and what kind of kayak are you fishing out of right now uh hobie pa14 pa okay so you're using mm -hmm. uh and uh, are you uh have the 360 or just the regular just the regular um one thing i'll say as far as I didn't do the 360 when I bought it last year because I heard of a lot of, you know, things breaking that were just, you couldn't fix. And with the luck that I have, I just didn't have the faith that I was going to be able to make it through a tournament with it. So uh, I went ahead and got the 180, but I could see, especially like on docks, there's a lot of times when I'll be fishing and I'll, and I'll, I'll think, man, it'd be nice to have that 360 right now. So like it definitely... I'm definitely going to look into uh, maybe getting one of those. So I was going to say maybe in the card someday. I'm fishing out of a, a, mm. an Outback with the 180 drive, so I'm pretty familiar okay. with that drive. And, you know, yeah. uh, I, I love it. I, I mean, it, I love the efficiency of it. And um, the only thing I wish it had was instant reverse, you know, and I guess. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> those, uh, those, uh, those kick up fins are amazing, I'll say. I really. Yeah. Um, that was that was huge for me. That's one of the reasons I went ahead and, and got a new kayak last year was just for those kick-up fins. No, no, that makes a huge difference for me. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like even fishing shallow, whereas the old, you know, the old drives, you had to be really careful, and now you can kind of just motor through and um, not right. really worry about it. So right. I, I've had so many bent rods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick them in my trailer to to bend them, straighten them back out and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not to have to deal with that anymore. Yeah, no, it, it definitely makes it nice. And, and really, um, I, I feel like the only way you can kind of screw it up now is if you're drifting backwards with them facing the wrong way. Um, I've right. had that happen yeah. to me a few times where I just wasn't paying attention, but, uh, mm -hmm. for the most part, even with that, they're, they're pretty sturdy and can, you know, you got to really wrench them pretty good to screw them up. So, right. um, now, uh, on, when you're fishing wind and stuff, um, do you, uh, I'm trying to think of situations that I've been in and I know you said today you were really fighting the wind a lot. Um, when, when you get into that situation, you know, I, and I get on the bigger bodies of water that you're fishing, um, I, you know, those wide open spaces, I'm sure the wind can really, really, uh, make a difference. And when you, uh, find a spot, I know, I, I don't know how much, I know I was reading that you're, you know, or listening in this other podcast that you're now like starting to look into, you know, upgrading your, your electronics to, you know, more of the, you know, forward facing sonar and stuff, but I don't think you're there quite mm -hmm. yet. Right. So. No, um, no, I haven't. Yeah. Actually, Lawrence is sending it to me. So I uh, actually just got an email today um, saying it was on the way. So nice. Looking nice. forward now, to that. But yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't uh, got it yet. Now they just have to track you down and find you, you know? <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah but 
so you you use the your you use your uh, electronics to find a position. How do you maintain your position right there? Is it just pedaling? You know, you'll you know work your way around it, or work on your you know your casting angles and that kind of thing. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, just uh, it really depends on like what I'm doing, the spot, how deep I'm fishing, you know, what I'm fishing. Um, so uh, I guess like uh, Harris Chain, I was fishing a shell bed, um, and it was like four or five foot shell bed. And I had tournament day, I had the wind blowing out of the south, um, and the so the grass would come up to the shell bed and stop right there. So I was casting into the grass bringing it bringing a carolina rig over and i was staying like on top of the main part of the shell bed because the the fish were um were sitting right there on the grass line waiting for fish to come over and they're kind of ambush them like that and uh one thing that they were really hitting really good was the carolina rig so i was just throwing a lighter carolina rig into the grass bringing it over and when i would come over that grass i could feel it when it hit the bottom then then i'd feel that hit so that's kind of the way I just, so I just pedal, kept pedaling like straight into the wind, just hold my position that way. Okay. So. Do you ever uh, anchor or do you have any kind of power pole or anything like that that you use? I used to use a power pole. Um, it actually got stolen at the uh, Bass Master Tournament in Texas last year. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm actually on with power pole and they, and they had told me that they didn't have any in stock or whatever last year. So they're supposed to be sending me one of those too, but I uh, still haven't got one. And and it would really be a huge help, I'll say. When you need it, you really need it. And this Santee tournament, I think it'll definitely come into play. Uh, or at least, I, I think it will. The The winds are looking kind of crazy right now, so I don't know how much sight fishing will actually be going on. Uh, I know the pros were here, and they, you know, all the top guys were sight fishing. But we're looking at like 30-mile-an-hour winds for the tournament, so it might it might not come into play as much in this one just due to chop on the water or that <clears throat> that's kind of it makes it yeah, hard just to holding see. home position and being able to see and yeah it's good so uh um, have you can't quite follow the quite the same tactics they were using so um i know uh obviously um do you, when it's that windy are you i i would think like like finesse tactics and stuff kind of go out the window when you're pretty much going with moving baits at that point is that right or is that yeah, kind of your um, go-to strategy anyway i know i I, t I heard a little bit well carolina rig would would work if you're you know yeah heavy that enough. could work yeah if the winds that i mean really heavy wind uh for me 
when that happens, I really just look for look for what direction the wind's going to be coming out of and try to find some more protect, protected areas where I could uh, catch and fish because that's kind of my kryptonite. I hate fishing out in that heavy wind. Like it, it just I get real I get frustrated. Uh, so it just it's just better for me to go. You could catch fish if you can find somewhere you can catch them out of the wind. That's probably going to be the uh the better thing to do especially if it's blowing 30 or something like that with the way it's looking so that's that just gets it gets kind of crazy i remember actually you were talking about dale hollow um the last tournament i fished there was a kbf maybe five or six years ago and uh i actually got me and my buddy were fishing it and got just blown off the water because it just it felt like every time i come around the corner like the wind's blowing straight at me i'm like all right i'm gonna come around the corner here and and I turned turn the corner, and it felt like it was blowing straight at me again. It was just like I couldn't get out of it. I, I guess it's because it's in a hollow. I don't know. It's just yeah. the wind blew out every direction, it seemed like. And I was like, forget this. I can't even. So I was lucky the, when I was there. I've only, I went there two years ago when Paddle and Finn had their meetup. And we fished mostly the river part of it, you know, pretty far up where the marina was. And it really was pretty protected by the by the you know the hillsides and stuff so um but yeah, i've okay. yeah. i've heard that it can get downright crazy not like you know lake erie crazy but still crazy enough that it's you know not not fun to be out there you know it was bad that day uh i was on the on the uh, border of tennessee and kentucky there having a beer at a, the first bar we got to <laughs> around <laughs> around noon it was uh <laughs> it was a little rough but i, I like fishing around that uh boys island and stuff like that out there that's pretty that's a pretty cool area out in front of like the state i think the state ramp it's yeah. been a while but yep. yeah yeah i kind of stayed cool away area. from that area just because i didn't have my kentucky license i only had my tennessee license so i was a little worried about uh sneaking over that line and getting in trouble so isn't it reciprocal uh i'm not sure i wasn't sure so i wasn't um i wasn't even gonna mess with it that's a good question though i'll have to ask that the next when i'm going back down there (laughs) because that's good to know i didn't even think yeah yeah for sure but uh um do you fish uh much rivers or is it mostly lakes i mean i the hobie event obviously um the the hobie uh series has some rivers like i know i i live right by the susquehanna here in pennsylvania so um i'm very used to fishing that um, and I didn't know how your um, positioning and strategy comes in to play on rivers versus lakes. I don't fish a lot of rivers. I, I haven't. I did fish the Susky uh, a couple years ago. Uh, fished the New River maybe three or four years ago. Um, and then I fished Lacrosse, Wisconsin. I actually won a tournament there. But okay. Lacrosse actually has a lot of backwater and stuff like that, where it's not like the Susky is a little different, I think. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, but I don't have a whole lot of experience with those, so I, I mean, I think Drew Gregory might be a better person to ask that question to. No, no, I, I I've definitely talked to him a bunch, and you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've had that conversation with quite a few people. Like, I, I grew up, you know, right here along the Susquehanna, so I always took for granted when people talked about river fishing, I pictured the Susquehanna, and then I started mm-hmm. talking to other people and. Uh, like my old co-host and he's like oh no my i was like how are how wide is your river and he's like oh you know at the widest part 100 yards i'm like what and uh yeah so susquan is a little bit of a right. different monster but mm. 
but yeah, so I mean, I've I, that's where I kind of learned boat positioning because the lakes that I fish uh, around here aren't aren't super huge. So, um, you know, I've learned most of my positioning being on the river and trying to fight that current because the lakes that I fish don't have much current just because they're not that big. Um, right. But but I, I can definitely get to what you're saying where you're talking about, uh, you know, on those big lakes, finding the spots that you aren't fighting current and or, uh, you know, wind. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that wind, man. It can get frustrating when you're fighting it all day. It's, it really can. Oh uh, yeah. When I, when your guides are singing in the wind, I, you know, you know, that, that sound just, you know, gets me after a while. I'm just like, Oh, um, just stop for a second. Right. Uh, I say, I definitely prefer fishing deeper when it's windy. Um, but, uh, one of the things I really like to fish is like road beds and stuff like that. Uh, but the wind hat really has to be blowing right. Um, otherwise, that could get pretty frustrating too. Like if you've got a road bed running east to west and you've got like a north or south wind and it just, you can't stay on it, that right. could be pretty frustrating too. But yeah, so that'll play a part. If, if, I, if, I'm, if I've got a road bed that's good or something like that, I'll definitely check the wind and make sure it's going to be blowing, you know, parallel you know to the to the uh the, bed. gotcha gotcha then you if if it is great you then you know that's a, a strategy that you can work mm -hmm. but if not then you kind no, of i'm not fighting it all that yeah exactly yeah. um as a as a uh, a new angler i know one of the things that frustrated me the most when i was fishing uh in heavy wind was the bow that i put in that it puts in your line especially when you're mm -hmm. trying to detect bites how do you deal with that yeah, like I said, like if if the wind uh, when you're cast, I I prefer to cast into the wind. So if I can, that's that way, you know. Like especially the Carolina rig, I'll let the wind work for me, and I'll just I'll drag the Carolina rig, let the wind blow me back, and I'll just just drag it, you know. Um. So then you know you're gonna feel those bites. Okay. That's and you're letting one of the things I really like to throw just the wind kind of add your, add your motion, you know, to you. Uh, exactly. You know, that's, that's a good idea. And that, and that then you get yeah. kind of a really natural presentation too, I imagine. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Cool. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you got a house full of pros there, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. The kind, yeah. Of, the kind of people Dusty I see. Acker, we got <laughs> Jackson or Guillermo Gonzalez, Christine Fisher. Oh man. Yep. I've talked to a few of those guys uh, that have them on my show, but there's definitely some people I, you know, have to have on there. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, trying to think of other th questions I have about fishing in the wind. Um, I, Cause it's definitely a challenge for, for new anglers. Um, and it, there's definitely a safety aspect to it. I know on the river, um, you know, it, it kind of helps when the wind's blowing against the current, but it also, that's when it's the choppiest because uh, you have the current going one direction and the wind pushing the opposite and it just makes, you know, instant, you know, rough conditions. And uh, right. I've had a few times where I I've went out thinking that the wind was going to be blowing in one direction and halfway down the river, uh, it changes directions. And I've had trouble getting back to my car, you know, uh, back to the ramp and, uh, definitely uh pr can present a challenge so uh what kind of tools do you use like to to figure out the wind before you go out like uh weather app that kind of thing or wh where do you generally yeah uh, i think it's AccuWeather. i use uh, something like that i've got a 
another wind app. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check a few different things, try to see what it looks like. Um, just some different weather apps and whatever, whatever you get, whatever you can gotcha. to uh, try to get the best idea of what it, what it's going to be like. They're usually a lot of times they're all all wrong anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I always I I'm minored in uh, I was working towards a minor in meteorology in my college classes, and when I was taking those classes, a guy from our local weather channel who had been doing the weather for years was in my class, and I was like, "Dude, how are you doing the weather every day on the news when you're just now taking the classes?" He's like. We just let the computer models t- tell us everything, and we go completely off of that. Yeah, really. Oh, hey man, that's crazy. It says tomorrow a lot, a lot of the day, fifty percent chance of rain. I promise you, I can tell you anytime you want. There's a fifty percent <laughs> chance of rain, <laughs> so I'll have to get away with that. I'll be honest with you. That's right. That's right. You know, you you might be right twenty five percent of the time, but if that's accurate enough, then you know, heck, <laughs> uh, I wish we could all get away with that kind of accuracy. But yeah, right. Yeah, so, really. Um, awesome, man. Well, um, I know you've had a crazy long day. I, I won't keep you too much longer. I wanted to give you a chance to just um, talk about where you're headed. I know you said you're doing Santee right now. Um, where are you headed after that or what, what's on your horizons? Uh, next tournament after Santee is the KBF on Caddo. Um, then I get a week break and I can't even remember what's after that. But I know I have, I think, a tournament six out of the next seven weeks or something. Something wow. crazy like that. Wow. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a busy schedule. But the, the next, the next couple months are gonna be busy. After that, it'll slow down a little bit. So, but yeah. Well, and, and you definitely have every week just about. have a good start in two of the three uh, of the big uh, series. So obviously, if you do well in Hobie this week, um, you're gonna be sitting pretty in all all three leagues. So that's yeah, got to be right. a good feeling, man. So I wish you all the luck. Yeah, definitely. And. Um, I want to thank you again for coming on. I wanted to give you a chance to shout out sponsors. I know um, you've definitely, I know sometimes you, you know, I don't know if you have your list handy or not. And, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But, I, I try to try to name off different ones every time if I can, or <laughs> just there's, there's too many of them, but uh, Dakota is awesome. Like this house uh, Dakota got for us. They pay for a lodging on, on these trips and that's amazing. And it's a, such a, a huge thing to have a company support us like that. Um, uh, Lawrence is uh, a newer one that uh, I've been on with before, but uh, yeah, they've came on with me this year, and I've always used Lawrence. So um, I really feel like if you it doesn't even matter what fish finder you have, if you just learn what you're looking at on that fish finder, that you know you're going to be able to do well, <clears throat> and uh, they make a great fish finder. Um, The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. 
Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Man, uh, Yak Attack has been with me for a long time. Like I've said a few times, uh, I want to get up on that stage and say, uh, I've had my, that landing net for seven years and it's landed more fish than the Gordon's Fisherman. <laughs> That's a good line, I mean, man. I, Seriously, I've ran that thing over with my truck and everything, and it's still still going. I still got it out there. So, yeah, that's, they're they're awesome. Um, uh, Yak Power lights, um, the lighting and the whole the whole system, the eight power eight channel switch, switching system. I've got running my kayak. I don't have to worry about anything turning on, and all that stuff anymore. So, uh, they're awesome. So if you need lighting for your kayak and and have having wiring issues, especially, um, check them out, and. Um, I yeah. know you mentioned uh, who set uh, that up oh, for you. What here. was the name? Go ahead. What's that? I said, what, what was the, the name of the place that set up your kayak for you? Or, oh, or, uh, or dugout. You do... Yeah. D- well, right. dugout, um, they, so Torquedo is a sponsor of mine and, and I had, uh, some wiring, like the way I had it rigged, it wasn't really running straight and they, they took care of all that for me. They, they, set it up with some wire. It's awesome now. Like I don't have to worry about it anymore. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Dugouts, dugouts great. Jamie Coe's over there. He takes care of, you know, everybody who comes through. So yeah, if you, if you're looking for a kayak, that's the place to go. I'd say, um, yeah, I actually picked up a new sponsor. It's a beard oil company. I've been using Detroit grooming beard oil always. And I kind of reached out to them and they uh, decided to come on as a sponsor. So I never would tell anybody what I used before, but uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Detroit Grooming. That's good stuff. Uh, you nice, could even, uh, yeah, you could uh, use uh, my promo code Fishing Beard and and go get you some <laughs> some uh, beard oil for you guys. There you beard. go, man. I Keep know your a lot beard of us do. Strong. A lot of us fishermen do. That's right. That's right. So. Yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. I've seen plenty of uh, <laughs> some good looking beards in uh, as I've done podcasts now with a bunch of folks. Yeah. So. I got to work on mine. I, you know, I, it's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah. dude. Well, uh, again, um, thank you so much. Uh, wish you the best of luck as you keep going. I know, you know, keep the streak going. We'll all be cheering for you and uh, hopefully uh, have you again on, see you again on paddle fit on Jimmy's show when you win the next tournament, man. So. All right. Um, Sounds good, man. All right, dude. Well, thank you so much. And, um, Guys, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment on the Battle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. 
your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.